everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here to talk about who is Gen Z? What are we? Are we millennials? Are we Gen Z? Wanda has recently informed me that we are millennials. I am in denial. But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. I don't know why I never prepare for this. So my update this week, because I have nothing else to talk about, is I finished The Good Place two weeks ago. And I didn't talk about it last week because I had much more exciting things to talk about. But I finished The Good Place. And for those of you who have finished The Good Place, um, you will know what I'm talking about. For those that haven't, go watch the show. Really good show. It gave me an existential crisis of what happens when you die. If you stop at a certain point in season four, it's beautiful. Like, you're, you have a feeling of, okay, it's okay to die. Like, everything is going to work out in the end. There is this great, good place that you're going to go to. Everything is fine. If you watch it to the completion, though, you start to feel not so great about dying. And you start to wonder how the good place is truly a good place after all. Because it just feels like life on Earth all over again. I've been thinking about this quite a bit. And the ending to The Good Place just makes me very unsettled and very unhappy. Oh. Yes. I I agree. I Yeah, I also didn't really like the ending. It's kind of like people got a second chance. Yeah, that's, that's basically not, what it is. That's not realistic. Yeah, and it's like, I hate it because it's like, how can there be paradise if there is sadness? But at the same time, it's like, how can there be happiness when there's no sadness? So it's like, no matter how good a good place can be, you're never going to be able to enjoy it unless sad things happen to you. And that's like, terrible. And how, like, at then what point is that not just living a second life on Earth, realistically? So maybe Earth was the good place all along. But then that's so shitty, too. Because it's like, it's not great. The Earth is not great. <laughs> There's so many things wrong with it. Like, global warming, um, corruption, um environmental pollution uh rich people being extra rich and poor people suffering like i'm sure this doesn't happen in quote unquote a good place but i don't i don't know it this just is... it makes me uncomfortable about what's next you should not be uncomfortable because realistically we're just going to be nothing i think we have to the... go in to death thinking that nothing will happen to us and live every day to its fullest but that's so depressing like how well, yeah <laughs> yeah i know death is bad <laughs> more more about this at six but <laughs> it I, like i don't know like it just it, i can't live with the fact that like you just stop existing one day and that's it and when you die it's going to be like do you feel that? Do you feel nothingness? Or is it just you feel the like you live the rest of your life in pure darkness? And it's just, you know, like, how can you feel nothing? I don't know. Think about it. So this is when Wanda's quarter life crisis hits because she turned 25 like a couple months ago. 
we can see it coming out now. Oh, yes. My quarter life crisis where I contemplate what is next and I'm unhappy with what TV shows have given me. Yes. What is really life? What am, what am I striving for if I'm just going to be nothing? Yeah. Like, I think that's a good point. It's like, what, what is this all for if the end game is nothing? Like, what's the point hey, of... Man. You need to focus on what makes you happy right now. Don't don't dwell on this kind of thing. You still got a number of years ahead of you. What's your update for this week? Um, my update. Okay, well, I went to lunch with my brother today, and we had a discussion about who was controlling in our family. And my brother says that I am the most controlling one in this family, and I said, "Hell no." And he said, you have a very particular way of doing things in the house and you nag me a lot when I don't do it. And he like brought up yesterday as an example because he was drinking his smoothie and I went to go reach for a, a cracker and it was empty. And I said, hey, why did you leave this empty box of crackers out? And he said, well, I didn't leave the kitchen yet, so I need to throw it out in the recycling. And I was like, okay, but you saw me going for this cracker box. You could have told me it was garbage or let me know that it's empty and that we're out. And he was like, well, I didn't leave the kitchen yet, so it's fair game. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? (laughs) And then he brought up other times where I will take a picture of... Okay, so he does this thing where, like, he leaves his recycling in a corner in the kitchen. And he just... It's, like, literally on his way to the basement where he lives. He could just literally take the recycling to the recycling box. And I'm like, dude, it takes, like, two seconds. Just put it away. Like, when you leave it there, you're telling... You're, sim- you're signaling that someone else needs to do it. I don't want to do it. And he's like, that's so demanding of you. Oh, I don't remember what I'm talking about now. Let me take a step back. So we were talking about relationships. And he said that in my relationship with my boyfriend, Nick, he thinks that I am the taker and that Nick is the giver. And I said, why would you say that? And my brother said, it's because you have a very taker personality. In the house, we're very demanding about things. And I said, the most that I do is I demand that you put the garbage away. Or that I ask you to wash your dishes or clean up the kitchen after yourself. And he said, yeah, but it's very demanding. It's very like you need everything to be done a certain way. And I said, no, because I want to use the kitchen and I don't want to like move around your stuff. And he's like, well, you just have to wait for me. Like, like, just because I don't get to it right away, doesn't mean you have to be so naggy about it. So anyway, we had a huge discussion about that. And his TLDR was that because I expect him to do things his own things to clean up after himself that makes me a taker what is like the definition of like a taker and a giver uh i think like maybe it's one person will try their best to make the other person happy and the other person will just accept it i think from his definition is one person will try to go out of their way more to make the other person happy think you're more of a giver and Nick is more of a taker. I think we're like pretty even, but I do think I'm like more giver than taker for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. But my brother does not only simply because of this garbage fiasco. His recycling thing. I don't even know why you guys hang out. Like <laughs> every time you hang out, it's like nothing ever good comes from it. Yeah. And 
usually you have something to complain about immediately afterwards yes this is fair because my brother is kind of like the crazy one but he okay so i said that i'm not demanding or controlling at all i said that what i asked for is very simple like very like i don't ask him to vacuum or clean or dust around the house you think that me asking to take out the recycling is demanding I mean, I don't think you're not demanding. I think your mother is way more demanding than the both of you. But I just, I don't, th- I don't think it'd be fair to say that you are not demanding. Because, I think like, I'm if not you want demanding. something done a certain way, I think that is in itself demanding. No, okay. I think where I get mad is where he will leave like the box of like crackers out for like two days or something, or like he sees gar. Oh, okay, so I brought him home my leftovers, and he finished eating leftovers, and he left the garbage there. Uh, in the kitchen so my whole thing is i hate that he just leaves the garbage like if you're done eating something just throw it out it's not that big of a deal but he does not do it until i nag him and then he says that's so annoying why do you have to keep nagging me i'll get to it i mean like shame on him for not doing it immediately but also you did you did kind of nag him about it so it is kind of like it takes like two seconds to throw stuff out yeah but I'm just not, I'm saying like, it's not, like, you're not not demanding. I'm just saying that no, like. I think, not, I think I have perf- perfectly reasonable expectations in a roommate. And a yeah, sibling. But I mean, <laughs> your brother. So, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to be like, oh, you expect like roommate behavior from family. Expect him after 23 years of coexistence. That he would clean up after himself. Yeah, I mean, like, worst case scenario, you get to move out in the next 10 years. So, wow. not going to be your problem anymore. I'm Unless staying with my can... mom till I die. Nice try. Okay, but, okay, I assume he wants to move out. He can He can try as hard as he wants. I'm going to show that clip to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> tell my mom that a lot is a joke that, Mom, I'm just going to stay with you until one of us dies. Anyways, who is your beef or crush of the week? Oh, I know I last week I said they're usually beefs, but this week I kind of have a crush. And my crush is Nora from Queens. The show, season two, is now out on Crave. And it was actually really good. Like, what I like about the show is that nothing ever seems to work out for her. And I kind of like that. Like, I kind of like the fact that it's not one of those, like, feel-good shows where the main character will struggle with something for an episode and then in the end like they'll get everything that they want with Nora from Queens it usually ends up like messed up like she doesn't usually end up like happy she does learn like a lot of lessons for from everything that she does but she doesn't really always get that happy ending and I think that's great because I feel like I need some of that like I need some of this like pessimistic behavior in my life to know that everything's not gonna work out sometimes and that's okay and i like i really like that about the show the other thing i really like is that they do a good job of adding like political kind of like undertones and like messages into the show without being like very in your face about it so like um kind of similar to what brooklyn 99 did with that episode where like terry cruz got profiled it's just great. Go watch it. I will, but I don't have Crave right now. We're not going to bring up this discussion again. You know the terms <laughs> of the agreement. <laughs> um, yeah, I've always been meaning to watch that show. I highly, highly recommend it. I think it's 
something that puts you in a good mood and you really empathize with like all the characters and Aww. it's like it's deep and emotional but like really funny at the same time Aww. like you don't something like, they don't let you like sulk or soak in too deep of an emotion um i don't like that you snuck in a soaking reference there <laughs> so for some context um i was on tiktok last night and i saw this video from a mormon account or a mormon girl former mormon and she said that how people got away with like um not having sex before marriage or just dating was that they would do this thing called soaking and it was where the um, man would insert his penis into the woman and just not move and just like let it let it soak essentially and that was perfectly okay and then they have this thing called jump soaking where they would have a good friend either get on top or under the bed and <laughs> move on top of the couple or below the couple so then because they're not the ones like physically moving or like going in and out it was the friend doing it so that's perfectly fine and that's still not sex even though both of these things are sex, I'm pretty sex done poorly, but it is sex. Uh, and it's like I've known about this for a couple of months now, and I constantly would drop like soaking references. Um, I guess none directly to Maggie, or maybe Maggie just doesn't remember me dropping them. But like, I mean, this isn't really any different than the whole like poop hole, poop hole, loophole thing that everyone said when we were in grade school and it's no different than like the ear jokes that family guy made um in the day where people who were abstaining would have ear sex <laughs> where you would stick things in the ear like fingers tongues penises or like try to you know just like use every other hole ew you know ears are for listening right and butts are for pooping. That's what the poop loophole is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the poop loophole is. Like you yeah, put it in the butt and it's still like, whoa, we didn't have sex before marriage. Yes. Ugh. Guys, there's nothing wrong with sex before marriage. I mean, when your religion is like very much against it and you grow up with that, like. So you got to do freaky things like putting your penis in the ear. How is that enjoyable for anyone? You know, it, it there's just like so much built up frustration and tension, I guess, that happens that um, it's either that or you get married really young um, and then you divorce. So. I feel like there are steps you could take before having ear sex or marriage. Yeah, like leaving a religion. I would actually argue that is much harder. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> or like just like having sex and like hiding it. But I guess like, you know, God's always watching. God's also judging you when you have ear sex, by the way. Like maybe he thinks that's worse. Hey, man, I don't think any Mormons are going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're Okay, fine. To. Sorry, I'm not preaching anyone. If, if that's your thing, I'm not, I won't judge you. It's fine. What's your beef or crush of the week? Um, I kind of have a half beef, half crush against Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. So we kind of talked about it last week, but we kind of cut it. But um, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are have a very like exposed relationship right now where kind of like they're going out. They're very like public facing, like they're coming out with like every part of their relationship, which is kind of weird and putting it on display 
even though Megan Fox was known to be like a very private person. Um, but I recently saw their GQ interview um, and they seem like kind of a fun couple. Like it seems like they kind of say these kinds of things just to be silly or just to like kind of make a statement. I don't know what it is. I kind of like it, but I also kind of don't. I don't know how to feel about it. Like Megan Fox is very attractive. She's my crush probably. And she just makes Machine Gun Kelly look so bad. I don't know what it is. Like before I thought he could be like kind of good looking. Like sometimes I think he is. Sometimes I don't. But like the second he stands near Megan Fox, I'm like, what the hell? This guy's so ugly. Megan Fox could do way better. She's like literally sucking the life force out of him. And she'll talk about their dates. And I'm like, is, is this a real couple or are they just like for publicity? I don't even know anymore. But like their dynamic is kind of cute. It's like kind of bickering, funny kind of thing. I like it. So yeah, that's my beef and complicated crush. Yeah, I mean, usually in psychology and like relationship um, psychology, the man is has to be less attractive than the female or there's like a higher chance that they'll cheat. So the fact that she's much more attractive than he is goes with the norm. <laughs> But will I give him an ego boost where he's like, if I could pull Megan Fox, I could pull anyone. Also, I'm pretty sure that like Machine Gun Kelly is already very cocky. Yes. But also like look at Jay-Z and Beyonce. She's infinitely more attractive than him and he still cheated. So men just think yeah. they have the audacity to do whatever. So I say don't give an ugly guy a chance. You have to be attracted to your partner. I don't think machine gun kelly's like unattractive though like no i know this is a controversial opinion but he's not ugly but i think like if girls go in with the mentality like i need to date an ugly guy so that he won't cheat on me don't do it guys date someone you find attractive like yeah i think megan fox is like the pinnacle of attractiveness and machine gun kelly's not exactly there but i think it's like if they vibe well and they seem too um it works and i know like they've said very cringy comments um about each other and towards each other but at the same time it's like maybe it's all like maybe their entire like persona of like in public is something that they made up and it's just like a game for them you know what i mean stop bringing your kinks out in public guys it's weird yeah, but it's like maybe it's like they're doing this on purpose. Maybe they're like, we're going to play these characters. We're going to give the like, we're going to what this is kind of what's ex expected almost of them, mm. but it's not expected. Like, it's like believable enough that you're like, OK, they're totally like this cringe couple kind of thing. So it's like my theory um, being the uh, what is it called? Lover of conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> that have no impact on my life or hurt anybody. My theory is that their public persona is something that they have drawn up to get more media attention for both of them, such that Machine Gun Kelly can sell more music and um, Megan Fox can get casted in more stuff that she enjoys doing. And I don't think um, any of it is really that real or it might be a more dramatized and exaggerated version of who they actually are. Yeah, maybe. That's my theory. So they're just soaking, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Good beefs. Good crushes. Okay, let's move on to um, age cohorts. 
So technically, there are two main age cohorts that Wanda and I think we are kind of in a gray area on. We have millennials and Gen Z. Wanda, do you want to give the definition of Gen Z? Um, like the de- like the uh, age. I guess yeah, okay, the anyone age. under twenty five years old by the end of this year. Yeah, and millennials. Um, there's like apparently two groupings of millennials. So millennial, the, there's like younger millennials, which is like twenty five to thirty two, and there's older ones from thirty three to forty. So we were technically millennials. We are technically millennials, but depending because our birthday's ninety six. Depending on what resource you use, um, we could both be classified as Gen Z or millennials, which I think in itself, I think I've heard people talk about this. This in itself is its own separate category where you grew up with like a lot of the same things that the millennials grew up with, but also you experienced a lot of the same things that Gen Z did as well. So you're in this like weird in between category. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm reading the Salesforce blog about the differences between millennials and Gen Z. And they're saying essentially the difference is that millennials are more idealistic. They're an optimistic generation. Um, and that uh, Gen Z is more pragmatic. So millennials were raised during an economic boom, but Gen Z's were raised during a recession. Yes. Does pragmatic mean they're more willing to do stuff? Um, I think it means they're more kind of like realistic. Yeah. I mean, there's this whole thing where Gen Z's, from what I've heard, are more of like the go-getters. Like millennials are just more accepting of their fates versus like Gen Z are more the ones who are like going out to protest and doing things. I'm not I'm like, I'm generalizing this. I'm not saying that if you're a millennial, you can't do these things. I'm just saying that like this, that's like the common thoughts that Mm. are being spewed around so based off those definitions alone which one do you think you fall under i think i'm a millennial yeah i i've always been too old though like i've always had that like i'm too old for this (laughs) i was born in the wrong generation mom (laughs) yeah like i don't like newer slang like i don't use newer slang unless i'm trying to act like i'm really old and i say like ah that's bussin but like i usually try to use it wrong because well i actually don't know what it means but (laughs) (laughs) yeah um about you i mean yeah i think i fall under more millennial unfortunately i mean i don't know both age cohorts kind of have like cringy things about them i mean i really like gen z sense of humor i think i think it's really funny um yeah, I just think it's funny. I think I try to keep up so hard with the slang, but because I used so poorly and so badly, I think that kind of puts me in millennial. There are things that, like, I'm sure everyone thinks their age cohort does that are embarrassing. So let's look at relationships. For Gen Zs, um, actually, it was something I saw on TikTok, but couples are kind of showing off, like, how they talk to each other. And they kind of seem to be talking to each other in, like, an abusive way, almost. Where they say, like, oh, my God, you shithead or bitch. Like, I hate you kind of thing. Um, but they say it in, like, a loving way. And they talk to each other like they're enemies and stuff. But they're actually dating. And I don't know if this is common with Gen Zs. But people started commenting on those types of videos. And they're like, oh, my God, this is relationship goals. If I don't have this, then I don't want it at all. What would you say millennial relationships are like? 
That's hard. Right? I, I don't really know. It just seems like at this age, everyone's just kind of getting engaged. Yeah. Like, it's hard to say, like, what were we really like back in the day? Because it's like we didn't have the capability to really, like, film ourselves all the time. Like, we didn't didn't have like a tiktok to post our like relationship material to and it's like reflecting back i have no idea what happened do you like, think it's like the- all the baby showers and stuff and the weird gender reveal parties is that like a millennial Ooh. thing yeah i yeah i hate that yeah i definitely think yeah, with like also weird names i think also falls into the millennial category uh, yeah. <laughs> Like adding extra Y's and mis- like not spelling names like the traditional way. Like you do you, but we're making fun of you for it. Do you think Grimes is a millennial? Like the way she named her kid, is that a millennial thing? How old is Grimes? I want to say like mid-30s, late 30s. She's 33. Then she's a millennial. I don't, I don't know if she's, uh, if that was fully her decision either so like i like she's weird but like at the same time so is elon musk so it's like we don't really know who yeah. came up with that name yeah but i mean that is millennial that is technically millennial um behavior for yeah. naming their kid name your kids gross things yeah oh also naming your kids after um like shows like Hermione's and um, Khaleesi from Game of Thrones, even though that wasn't her name. Um, <laughs> they couldn't pronounce the other one. Yeah. But it's just like na- like naming your children after like shows you really liked, I guess, growing up or like before having a kid. Like that's a thing. Because there was like, I think there was a post once that was like the name Hermione has risen into popularity for like this age group. And it's kind of funny. Or like teachers being like, oh, I have like three Hermione's in my class. <laughs> That's kind of funny. And you know where it's from. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying Gen Z seems to really like anime and like K-pop and stuff. You're saying we're going to see a lot more Jimin's out there? That's kind of weird. If you're not Asian, don't name your child Jimin. <laughs> is that gatekeeping? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know like I, I'm like I want to say no because like they just really admire him but also like kind of yes because like you're naming your kid a Korean name but also like Asians name their kid mm, no it doesn't work like that Asian name their kid white names because they want their kids to fit in mm-hmm. mm. yeah don't name your kids Jimin uh, I don't want to tell you what to do though like you could be Korean I'm a Canadian or Korean American ah oh, man okay personally I think you shouldn't do it what do you think but it's hard, though, because it's like, I'm sure there's like little Korean children named Harry. And it's like, how is that any different, really? Like, why are, why do we need to, you know, I take back, I take back my comment. I think you can name your child a traditionally Korean name. I think it's like time to spread the popularity of all different types of names around instead of just sticking with pure white names. I think we can start naming our children from any other culture. Interesting. Yeah. As long as you're respectful. Yeah. I mean, I kind of see that getting a lot of backlash. But yeah, I think it'll definitely be interesting to see like the whitest people on earth and them having one kid named Jimin and one kid named Naruto or something. But like, it'll be, it'll be cool. That's one, one step forward to ending racism. I think that's one of the things. It's like seeing the whitest couple that you have ever seen having a kid named Jimin is 
kind of like almost in support of like different cultures you know like Mm. it's almost that they're more accepting and the more that it happens people are probably going to be even more accepting towards it and i think that's kind of nice yeah wow unique yeah um but like is there anything other like other than like calling each other like aggressive names that gen z's do in relationships that you think is weird um i i mean i don't know if it's weird but i think like gen z is seeming to really look for compatibility now maybe that's just an observation but they're more like picky i guess about who they're get who they get into relationship with where i think millennials like tend to actually i don't know what it is because i see a lot of single millennials too so millennials also kind of want the same thing I think, I mean, definitely in comparison to, like, the boomers and the gen, what came after boomers? Gen X? Gen, gen Xers are, like, more likely to have just married for, I don't know, stability because their parents told them so, um, things like that. Yeah. So, I, like, there's going to be a huge difference between millennials and gen Xers about, like, what they got married for. But yeah. I think like gen like older Gen X or older millennials kind of still fall into that category of like just getting married because that's the thing to do. Yeah. Versus now it's like, oh, um, no, we don't want that. We don't want yeah. the traditional values anymore. Yeah. Like if we don't believe in it. I like that. And I think um all the Gen Zers seem to be very open minded. Um, I think a majority of people online anyway seem to be LGBTQ plus lgbtqs plus and like i think open relationships are more like common nowadays even in young millennials and gen z's would you say that i have no idea i have no i have no I know a lot of people <laughs> who are open in relationships but it always seems like that like when i'm on tiktok or something or twitter everyone always seems to have like kind of a side thing going on like a hookup but I don't know if that I can refrain that to only like one age cohort. I think it's maybe it's just like something young people do once in their life. Um, yeah, I mean, I was talking to Jordan about this and he was like, oh, yeah, like I had a lot of like on and off relationships in high school. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, how do you even have an on and off relationship really in high school? And he's like, I think that's the only time that you can have like on and off relationships because it's like nothing is that serious in high school. Right. So it's like. You break up, you make up, you break up, you make up. And, like, in the end, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, it means something to them, Jordan. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it was a mutual decision. Like, maybe they just mutually broke up and then mutually got back together again. But, yeah, I think it's, like, because they're younger, I think things don't matter as much mm-hmm. anymore. Or matter as much as, like, when you grow up and you have to be in, like, more serious relationships. So I think that is why you're probably seeing more open relationships, not necessarily yeah. just because they're more... No, I definitely think they're more, like, sexually liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember you showing me that they're also spreading misinformation. Oh, on... yeah. A lot of, like, sex misinformation out there. What was one of the things I sent you? It was, like, a video of a guy saying, like, oh, girls don't know this, and but guys last longer when they're on top or something oh the girl started it she said we don't feel anything when we're on top 
And the guy said, wait until the girls find out that we also don't feel anything when the girl is on top. And then one of the guy like stitched it and was like, stop revealing like guy secrets. So missionary and then more missionary and then more missionary. No, your sex or soaking. That's it. (laughs) But in missionary position. (laughs) Girl cannot be on top. (laughs) Basically, girls don't put in the extra work. Which is kind of funny because um, I remember like a few years ago, and I don't know if this is just like millennials, but there's this like whole push of like women should be on top more. You want more like creative like positions and stuff to try out in the bedroom. And a lot of it was the whole like shaming women for not doing anything with like starfishing. Um, Starfishing is when women just lie there on their backs in like a starfish position but not always but they and they don't do anything they don't say anything they don't react in any way they're just kind of lying there and taking it um so yeah there was like the whole like making fun of women for that and then which kind of raised the whole like oh women should put in more work be on top more try out different positions and that's kind of funny because now that we've done the whole 180 and now we're kind of like going back (laughs) to the whole women should just lie on their backs (laughs) one step forward three steps back ladies <laughs> yeah i'm like is this fe- is this mo- is this feminism is this anti-feminism like i don't know what how this helps the women's movement you know <laughs> i don't know if, if in um a couple's sex life will really do anything toward the sex towards feminism but like talk to your partners for sure don't yeah. don't take your information from tiktok yeah, I mean, like, it, it might, it's different for everybody. Maybe it's mm-hmm. just, like, when people don't actually feel I mean, it's kind of weird. It's like, how do you not feel it? How is it really any different than any other position? Like, that's what I don't understand. Yeah. So, kind of weird. Kind of weird misinformation. Um, but I guess it's, like, at the same time, maybe, like, more casual sex is a thing. For millennial, for, sorry, Gen Zers. Yeah. Which is also okay. But also, if you're not having any sex, that's okay too. Yeah. I think I think we see like the movement of a lot of body positivity and sex positivity in Gen Zs. Maybe it's just like, I don't know if it's actually Gen Zs, but you definitely see like more liberalness coming out in this day and age. Yeah, I think we had, so when we were kind of like a little bit younger, there was a lot more of like... Um, positivity towards like people who are bigger and more accepting of that which kind of has like um tripled and doubled and whatever into the movement that is body positivity now where more people are showing what they look like not photoshopped um not posed like on instagram and like on tiktok and everything and i think that's great because like even now being older like i see those images and i'm like ah right like people don't actually look like that so I guess I, love I vibe with that. Mm-hmm. That I, vibe I mean, with. I remember when we were even younger, like slut shaming was still like a very big thing. And like, remember everyone shaming Taylor Swift? Yeah. Like calling her a slut and everything for dating around, even though like dating in your like early 20s is like a very normal thing. Like anyone would have done that. And I think Gen Z's are very open about that, very receptive and very okay with it. And I think millennials growing up had to slowly get out of that mindset. It took a while, I think. Yeah. Which is like, it, it, 
so strange. But I guess it's like every generation gets a little bit more, I guess, liberal than their parents did. Because casual relationships probably wasn't that big of a thing with like parents, Mm -hmm. like our parents. Yeah. Would you rather be a Gen Z or millennial for relationships? Oh, that's I don't. That's weird though, because it's like if I say Gen Z, then it's like oh, I have to date people that are younger than me. No, but I mean like which which um idealistic ideal do you fall under, Gen Z or millennial? I don't. I don't know. This is a hard question because (laughs) the point that I am like where i am in my life i would probably vibe more with being of a millennial in relationships but like ask me like four years ago i'd probably vibe more with being a gen z and which is kind of like hmm are they going to grow out of this (laughs) but maybe what about you i will say if anyone ever throws me a baby shower or a gender reveal party i will kill myself and the baby you don't want that no that sounds awful but like you get to have like a party and I get to drink and you don't. How does that fun for anyone? <laughs> me. It's fun for me. Okay. I'm- I just don't want a gender reveal party. I think I'll just tell you guys. Maybe like a baby shower, I guess, so that I don't have to buy everything. I so like what I like about baby showers is that like they put like they have sippy cups and they have alcohol in the sippy cups and you get to drink like out of the sippy cup. And I think that's adorable. No. No. (laughs) Why don't you want that? I want that for me. (laughs) It's a very specific thing that you want for a baby shower. And if I have one, I'm probably not going to do that. It's so sad. How am I ever going to financially recover from this? Well, the point of the baby shower was to help me out by buying stuff for my baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have one then? I guess I will. I just like won't supply the alcohol. If I have to wow. abstain, you guys have to abstain too. Actually, wow, I a- told, yeah, I told Nick that. I was like, if in the future we're still together and I get pregnant and I can't drink coffee or sushi and stuff, you have to abstain with me. And he said, okay. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. I would do the same thing. Huh. You would make Jordan do the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, he'd fucking die. <laughs> he will not make more oh my god he has tried to kick coffee multiple times now and he has never lasted more than two weeks sad yeah it's it's really hard to kick coffee for me too because i get i go through withdrawal it's tough I'm okay i just like it because it's like a little nice pick me up but i wouldn't say like if i didn't have coffee one morning i'd be like oh my god i'm such a zombie don't talk to me until i've had my coffee not that i'm a zombie but i get like headaches and i get so sleepy throughout the day and i cannot function if i don't nap jordan has that too um hand me jordan are the same yeah coffee addiction (laughs) anyway with fashion trends i find that gen z fashion makes no sense to me but I will keep in mind, though, that Gen Z thinks they're, like, super fashionable, like, super cool and stuff. And millennials, like us, we kind of thought we were, too. Like, back in the Tumblr era with, like, the knee-high stockings, the corduroy skirts and the um, black shirts, oh, leather jackets kind of thing. Like, we all thought we were so cool, but we all looked like every other basic girl out there. And now Gen Zs are bringing old trends back and kind of wearing whatever they want that looks cool to them too 
and they think they're so fashionable and they're calling old millennial fashion like chuggy, which I think is a disgusting word. There's only a word for it. It's called basic. Yeah. Like, why did you have to call it chuggy, sickos? And they're saying like skinny jeans are gross, but they're bringing back flared yoga pants. Yeah. So that's kind of weird because it's like, I remember when flared yoga pants were so hip and that's kind of like if you've ever heard of the store aritzia that's kind of what put them on the map like the tna hoodies and the ta tna yoga pants like those were what made aritzia big back in the day um it's i i don't think that when we were younger we ever made fun of people that were older than us um like for what they wore now gen z's are like oh that's so gross don't wear skinny jeans anymore yeah but all I wear are skinny jeans. <laughs> like, if I'm wearing jeans, yeah. the only jeans I can wear are skinny jeans. It's weird because, like, I'm looking at the, like, Gen Z fashion, and it's, like, kind of what was, like, early 2000s um, fashion, other than the wheel tails. But, like, the whole low-rise jeans, um, the whole, like, flared baggy pants, like, that was, like, kind of, like, 90s early 2000s kind of thing like i remember not wearing skinny jeans but then skinny jeans came into fashion what i'm trying to say like don't throw out your skinny jeans they'll be back yes so i saw this tiktok the other day that was like hey guys don't throw out your skinny jeans i just found out what you can do with them um instead of wearing your normal crop tops you can just wear a baggy shirt and wear your skinny jeans and that's perfectly fine and i was like this isn't break groundbreaking news are people throwing out their skinny jeans are they dum-dums that's literally what i wear because i'm too self-conscious about my body and I just wear a baggy on top and just skinny jeans on the bottom. I think something cool with Gen Z, though, is that nothing really has to match. Like, I saw yep. the Try Guys get um, match, get clothes by Gen Zers. None of the outfits match. They all made no sense to me. But I guess, like, the whole point of Gen Z is, like, wear what makes you comfortable, what makes you feel confident and cool. But really, that should be everyone's slogan. Who is wearing things that are uncomfortable? Yeah, I don't love the low-rise jeans, though. I, I like hate low-rise jeans. I don't know why you would want that. So I remember back in middle school, because jeans were so low-rise back in the day, you would bend over and your underwear would show. And that's not hot. Especially when you're wearing granny panties because you're in middle school. I feel like this generation of fashion is just, like, borrowing from different years of history. And it's just, like, mix-matching all of those things up. I also don't feel like throwing out any of my clothes anymore because I feel like so back in the day when we were younger, um, Champion used to be sold at Walmart for like five dollars and no one would buy it because it was like not cool. And then like Levi's were like so cheap. And now like Champion's so expensive, Levi's so expensive, and I should have just like bought all of them when I could have. Like, you know how when you go back in time and they're like, yeah, like tell your younger self to like invest in all these like companies, invest in Bitcoin and all of that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to buy so much Champion and so much um, Levi's that I can resell them as vintage. <laughs> nice. This is a good business model. Thanks. Just guys, go out right now to your closest Walmart and just buy everything in stock there. <laughs> it might come back into style in 20 years when I mean, you can make a killing. Okay, so we kind of talked about this um, with Chugi, but what are other Gen Z slang that you feel like is weird? Oh, okay, so the one that I don't like is the one where they go, <laughs> and it's S-K-S-K-S-K-S-K. 
it was a visco girl thing vseo girl where you use it to express your amazement shook or excitement and i think it originated from i want to say a drag queen who said that but apparently it was when you were showing your excitement on your keyboard and your I guess it's just like saying LOL a lot, but you're going Um, and I vaguely remember someone at work had asked me, Hey Maggie, you're young. Do you know what a Visco girl is? And I said, Um, no, but I know what the app Visco is. I have that. And they said, Oh, so are you a Visco girl? Do you know what it means? And I said, No, but I think the Visco girls wear a lot of scrunchies. Yeah. It was the aesthetic of like the hydro floss with the stickers on top, like the um, jelly sandals, the like the little backpacks from that like brand. What was that brand called? Herschel? No, it wasn't Herschel. Herschel was a bit older at that time. They're like tiny little backpacks that are always sold at, um, what is that store? Uh, Urban Outfitters. And like every single girl would have like a little yellow one. Oh, they're the Fajal or Raven. Oh, Fall Raven. Oh. That's so funny. Wait, that's an Icelandic band. Yeah, they're Icelandic. It's actually a really good backpack. Yeah, I see older like millennials wear it too. Or maybe they're just doing it to fit in. We were around like probably like 15 16 at that time or were we older like when was visco girl era era i want to say like i only found out about it when i was 22 mm, i feel like you're a bit too old yikes because <laughs> i'm like did they all grow up to be millennials maybe oh so, visco girls are youtube subculture around mid to late 2019 so yeah so age. yeah yeah so then are they millennials? I just think it's really gross and cringy to call someone a Visco girl. Or to say it's... Yeah, you know what my slang that I don't like is? Which one? And I'm going to apologize ahead of time Sheesh! <laughs> yeah, that. But every time it comes up, Jordan starts doing it too. And I'm like, I hate this so much. It spreads like wildflower. Like, yeah. I hate it. He does it to, just to annoy me. Like, that's the only reason he does it. And I don't know why I hate it. Like, there's something just just rocks me to my bones. I've said it in the past, like, not, like, the enunciated way. I said, sheesh. Yeah, but you didn't used to say that before Nick started saying that. I feel like I have put it in there once in a while. Like, oh, sheesh. That's bad. Like, I said it in the white dad kind of way a white dad kind of way yeah <laughs> not the gen z kind of way i like that i already knew um, what you're gonna say i googled some gen z slang and some of them are really bad oh there's some that are labeled as gen z and i'm like this is not gen z slang this yeah. is like millennial slang um the word basic i feel like that's millennial that's millennial 100 percent because chuggy is the gen z version of yeah. that um, the word bet. I think that's Gen Z. I really hate that. Yeah, um, uh, <laughs> so I actually think this is like millennial. Like, I think this is on the cusp just because, um, I use this word a lot, but not in the meaning that 
is a term for agreement or approval. So example of this on the website is like, are we still on for Saturday, Saturday night? Bet. Bet. And it's like, I don't use it like that. How I use it is like, hey, let's make a bet about this. Oh, yeah. You say a lot. Want to bet? Yeah. <laughs> you literally bet. mean to gamble. <laughs> but Gen Zs are just like, bet. You're on. I think it's a millennial thing. I think that's a Gen Z thing. I think different meanings. Yeah. <laughs> Big yikes. <laughs> I think I say that a lot. I say yikes a lot. I, I say yikes a lot too i don't big say yikes i rarely said big yikes i think big is maybe the new one bop i think that's a gen z thing yeah me too what about it slaps is that Ooh, a gen z or a millennial thing? i think it's a gen z thing really i, I say it a lot using... but yeah, i think it's too. gen z Oh, you know yeah. what? Which one I hate? When people say what? it's lit. I think that's a millennial thing. It's a millennial thing. I that hate was it like so much. It was like it a was high school a thing. thing. High school. Yeah. yeah. You'd go to like be like, oh yeah, it was lit. <laughs> I hated it. But if I see something slaps, then I'm like, right on. Right on, my dude. I think fam is also a millennial thing. I hate that. It's a Toronto, Toronto man slang. Yeah. Oh, that's cap. I hate that too. Is that millennial? That's millennial. No cap. Yeah, that's definitely millennial because that's like Toronto man slang. Yeah. Basically anything that can be categorized into Toronto man slang is millennial. Yeah. Oh, you know that one where it's like, um, it's like we're Gen Z's and salt people, but they're like, it's the hat for me. Or like, it's no, the- I've never heard of that. What? You never heard of that where- Gen Z's will like be looking at something to insult you with and they'll look at your what you're wearing something or like it's the black t-shirt with the white stripe for me which means like what you're wearing like is like what triggers them and like they don't like it. That's weird. I know. Oh. I've never heard that before. Oh. Or this lives in my head rent free. That's a Gen Z thing. Oh. Yeah, the main character. And I used to, I call Maggie the main character. I've said it to her before this word became popular. Like, I would always say that Maggie has main character energy. And, like, now that you've been on TikTok, like, have, do you know what that is now? Um, someone described to be well-liked, confident, and knows they're in control of their life. Is that me? No, I would say more <laughs> of the part of... If... <laughs> <laughs> so, no to which part exactly... <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you say again? Read it out to me and I'll tell you. <laughs> so the part where that's like, if a movie was made were to be made, they'd be the main character. That's essentially what I'm referring to when I refer to you as the main character. I could say the same for anyone. Anyone could be the main person in their movie. No, no, no. I mean, though, because like you have this like weird energy sometimes where you think that everything is about you where like the world revolves around you in a way like when you're driving next to someone and they like and they speed up and you're like okay you want to race like, oh my god you don't you don't think that no <laughs> maybe that's like narcissistic energy yeah which i think is also the same as like main character energy i think that you have main character energy because like you're like oh this person did this and it was like it was despite me or like this person was looking at me funny or something like that it was definitely about me or something i don't know you just have like a lot of you just feel like a lot of things are about you and like most of the time they're probably not i think it's my insecurity coming out 
where it's like, oh my god, this person like is judging me. They're giving me such a weird look, but really, they're just looking. That's just their face. That's just how they look at things. Yeah. And I took it personally. <laughs> but I'm glad it's, it's like a it's like a word now. Like I'm <laughs> main character energy. Word. But it's like, but you used it in the wrong way. Where they're meaning yeah, it as I- a compliment. You're meaning it like. You think everything's about you a lot. You know, that's a problem, right? I like that I read out the definition and you're like, well, no, you're not any of those things. <laughs> oh, millennial culture. I kind of want to touch it on this one before we wrap things up a little bit. Millennials, I feel like, are very weirdly obsessed with Disney and Harry Potter. Like, to the, the point who's... Like, I really like Harry Potter, but I don't think I'm, like, that obsessed with it. You know what I mean? Like, these people will, like breathe at harry potter and will throw temper tantrums when they don't get to go to disney or something and like it breaks their heart that they can't go to where they make it like their whole personality kind of thing and yes i like it but also i have diversified my interests where i think a lot of franchises make up my personality looking at you twilight (laughs) what an iconic movie iconic yes the other day, Nick and I couldn't sleep, so I was like, hey, I'm going to re I'm gonna tell you every single movie I've watched, starting with Twilight, so that it will help us fall asleep. And then after I finished telling him the plot line of Twilight and the quotes that I remembered, he said, By the way, I've seen Twilight. <laughs> but he did not interrupt you these. He did not interrupt time. me. He said, I was too tired to interrupt you, but now that you finished, I can tell you that I've seen Twilight. I said, okay, why'd you let me do that then? I still maintain that Breaking Bad Part 2 is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Best movies? Not even the... I would say it was like the best one in the franchise, but like best movie? I sometimes just go back and watch that movie just to relive that moment. Damn. That's that's next level. I mean, I don't like... I'm not like a cinemaphobe cinemaphile cinemaphile where it's like i just like go see movies all the time and i love the classic movies and stuff like (laughs) classic movie being the twilight movies (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my god like 10 years 20 years from now it is going to be a classic movie and people are going to look back fondly on uh this actually happened i think on tiktok they were like oh my god like the twilight aesthetic for like the twilight movie where everything was like green and blue they're like that's a mood and i'm like what it is actually kind of cool like they showed like a before and after of what twilight looked like without the filter it looks so different like i don't think we would have appreciated it as much but i think it was really? ahead of its time yeah i don't, I'll, I'll send you the picture afterwards but like yeah it's insane it looks like almost really bad when it's in normal lighting and it looks cooler when it's in that blue huey thing that baseball scene though i think about that scene a lot yeah, it's a good scene. Yeah. Alice is so hot in it. I thought Emmett was really hot in it. Different strokes for different folks. I think like kind of the same thing happens with like Gen Z, just in a different kind of like different things. So for example, like K-pop, like K-pop is very big with Gen Z. So then a lot of people like craft their personality around liking BTS. And which is like how is that really BTS different Army. than being- <laughs> Yeah, we love them. <laughs> yeah, we love BTS. Um, but it's the same thing. Like they craft their personality around like one of their interests. And 
as like I feel like as long as it's not hurting anyone, like who cares? Yeah. Good point. Yeah. And I think I'm like I don't know if this is a Gen Z or or like a millennial thing, but they really like nostalgia. Like I don't know which one it is, but I feel like people like bring up things from like five years ago. They're like, Wow, those were the good times. We literally do that. No, I don't. I would never say five years ago was like the good times, although pre pandemic. Yeah, we literally bring up like stories from like years ago a lot. We bring up drinking stories, even though they're like five years ago a lot. Okay, sorry we don't drink. But it's not like we look <laughs> back at them like fondly. Like, no, wow, I wish we could read that again. It's more of just Ooh. like, a, wow, we were so dumb. Yeah, that's a good point. So we don't reminisce, but I don't know. Like, there's this huge nostalgia thing going on, and I don't know what it's about and why people want to bring up things from five years ago. Because forgive but never forget but they romanticize it (laughs) yeah i don't like that they romanticize like the tumblr era where they're like wow i wish i was born in in the early 2000s or early 2010s where it was like arctic monkeys like plaid shirts band shirts one last question before we close it off what do you think is something that's going to continue into the future or what do you think is the next going to be the next thing that's going to come out of gen z zers then the next yeah. thing yeah i feel like everyone's very um like into saving money so i think there'll be like more food hacks what <laughs> <laughs> that was so out of left field i don't know i don't know what kind of question i don't know what new slang is gonna be out there um do you new trends new like what do you think i don't know be maybe they're gonna bring topic. back like corduroy pants I mean, that's corduroy is already coming back. Nice. Man, I threw out my corduroy pants from high school. Anyway, I don't know what trends are coming back. Don't put this kind of pressure on me. Um, maybe like, I don't know, vests? 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 More vests? <laughs> I mean, they look kind of cool. Like if you wear a vest and like a white black vest, a sweater, and then some leggings, that's like a, a hiking outfit. Yeah. My mom wears vests. <laughs> yeah, your mom's like the hippest. Yeah, my mom's very hip. Thanks for your insightful thoughts about what's next. And uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode or watching this episode of Gen Z versus Millennial. Things that we don't vibe with or something like that. I don't know. Title comes later. But <laughs> <laughs> go follow us on social media, TikTok, and instagram i almost said tumblr but we're past that era and go watch our other episodes wherever you get your podcast or on youtube for again the full effect we include many pictures and videos with our podcast which we understand is a podcast but you know but watch us we're aesthetically yeah. pleasing tune in next thursday for another episode of apologetically me bye, bye.